Were so, you just ageist? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was being ageist. Wow. Oh my gosh. I I'm so unwoke under my own privilege. Um, <laughs> did I use all those words right? Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Ah, okay. Welcome back to the Modern Lady Podcast. You're listening to episode 45. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Lindsay. And today we're talking about ch-ch-ch-changes. If you get that reference, you and I will be good friends. No one is more surprised than us that we have an episode that is springboarding off the topic of famous celebrity couple Kim Ye, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, if you don't know. But as we'll talk about today, things and people can change if we only have the humility and wisdom to recognize it within ourselves and others. But first, if you are enjoying our podcast as much as Michelle and I enjoy bringing it to you, please consider taking a few minutes to rate and review the Modern Lady Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Another way that you can help spread the word is by sharing this episode with your friends and family. We also love receiving your feedback and get so excited when we receive comments from our listeners. This week's shout out goes to Amy Dog who was so kind to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and said, quote, I love looking forward to a new episode every week. Michelle and Lindsay mesh so well together and their topics are incredibly interesting to listen to. I learn something new every week and I can't get enough of this podcast, end quote. Amy, we were so happy to hear from you and we're thrilled that you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for your rating and for your review. And if you would like to leave us a comment, you can do so on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com. Or you can leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram, where you can find us at The Modern Lady Podcast. But before we get into today's chat, Lindsay has our Modern Lady Tip of the Week. Let's talk shoes today. So, Michelle, I went down yet another rabbit hole while doing some research for our tip of the week. And originally, I wanted to talk about something that I've noticed over the last five years or so. And this is signs all over public places asking that wet footwear be removed, like doctor's offices, that sort of thing. I asked Facebook about this and got a surprising amount of responses and learned that this is mostly a Canadian thing. Okay, almost exclusively a Canadian thing. And it is simply about keeping floors clean and dry during the winter. And I learned that most of my friends, being the polite Canadians that they are, comply with this request. Now this didn't really end up turning into the tip that I was hoping it would. So then one link led to another. And now I want to talk to you all about the shoe toe shapes. (laughs) Shoe toe shapes. What? (laughs) You might be asking shoe toe shapes. And yeah, I'm talking pointed, squared, rounded, and like the toe cutout type of shoe. So I have learned according to dunelondon.com, which happens to make gorgeous shoes, I, I just stumbled across them, that pointed toed shoes are sophisticated and they do elongate the leg. These shoes should be worn with wide leg trousers or a voluminous skirt. Pairing them with a skinny pant leg can result in, I quote, legs that resemble golf clubs. Now, square-toed shoes, um, they give wide feet, I have wide feet, room to breathe, and this tidy look goes well with office wear or tailored clothing. Now, round toes, they're considered sweet and girly and kind of have that whimsical back-to-school feeling 
as well as the ballerina to feel. They are to be worn with tapered pants or a short dress. This website advises that anything too loose or flowy worn with a round-toed shoe can end up looking, quote, mumsy. I think they're a British website <laughs> that's looking a little mumsy. Lastly, <laughs> we have peep-toed shoes. Personally, I hated these weird boot things when I first saw them. Think about it. Like, why would you wear a shoe or a booty with just the toe part cut out? It's like a little Fred Flintstone-y, especially with my feet. But then I got a pair and I totally fell in love with them. And I've worn them pretty much straight for the last two years. So those shoes, you know, the ones with the toes out, they're recommended with like a cute vintage style dress or a fitted jumpsuit. And that is your shoe toe shape tip of the week. Wow. Okay. Not the direction I thought you were going in at all because <laughs> I saw your Facebook deep dive and I thought I was being so like up on the no. So mm -hmm. I jotted down notes for your <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> your deep dive. I did. And I, as soon as you went into the toe shoe shape, whatever it is, I was like, well, we can disregard that. So <laughs> everybody just got a peek into my mind. Like this is how the process works, people. I'm sorry. I'm oh sorry gosh. that I got, there's like what, 60 comments on that post on Facebook about the, there is. and then I'm like, Ooh, sh shoe toe shape. And I thought this is actually <laughs> well, really, really important. Yeah. So I hope everybody understands going into fall, winter, what type of shoe toe shapes they want to wear. Okay, so an interesting topic today on the subject of none other than Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, of all things and all people. Um, but they've been relevant in the news lately, and it got us talking, Lindsay, about change of hearts and people changing, and we were really excited to discuss it on the podcast as an episode. Yeah, so you and I both don't really keep up with the Kardashians, but they have been making mm -hmm. rounds in the calm boxes on social media. Specifically, Catholic pages, which is, you know, like 99% of what I follow on Facebook. So Kim shared photos on her Instagram of herself and her children becoming baptized into the Armenian Apostolic Church, along with her sister and her kids. Now, the Armenian Apostolic Church is one of six Christian Oriental Orthodox churches, and it's separated from Rome in the year 451. So... Michelle, we t you and I talked about this a lot this week, and we really felt like this push to go down this path. But we also want to warn everybody that we're, this could go down many, quote, dangerous paths mm -hmm. that we're just not going to like do right now. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the fact that she was veiling. And for our non-Catholic listeners, like she was wearing a veil in the church. Um, she was, you know, there's a lot of talk about the dress she was wearing and whether it was too tight for a baptism and the fact mm -hmm. that she went back on Instagram and was still posting half naked photos. Um, was mm -hmm. it just a publicity stunt? These are all the paths that we're just not going to go down today. Right, Michelle? <laughs> right. So now that we've put those thoughts and questions into your head, kindly <laughs> eradicate them from your head <laughs> and continue following us down the path. We're really going down. Continue. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. The main fascination that I think you and I have about what happened is this idea of about change. And if people really can change, people can't seem to handle it when other people right. are attempting to change. Like people get like really angry when mm -hmm. someone is trying to better themselves. And I am personally affronted by this because I have made huge changes in my life over the last 12 years. So I was on, you know, before I was on the people don't change 
team. And now I'm on the, oh my gosh, people totally can change because I'm coming at it from having been there. And like many things in life, when you've gone through it, you are given the gift of hindsight and seeing that, you know, we have more of a capacity to do things that we didn't think was possible until it happened to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we talk about personal change and seeing other people change and what that does to us and our perception of them, I think that is really hard. And sometimes I ask, like, sometimes I wonder, do we really want people to change sometimes? Mm. Like, it, it seems like a, a talking point to say, like, I want you to change for the better. Like, I, I want to see you come around. Um, but especially when we're talking about people like celebrities, um, they're our entertainment. Right. And if we're talking about politicians, you know, often, especially during election times, it's dangerous thinking, but sometimes our thinking can tend to lead towards like these people are our saviors um, or even family and friends. We can tend to think of them as, you know, their entertainment because of drama yeah. or their validation for our own pride or they're a project that we're occupying ourselves with, <laughs> like yeah. we work on them, right? And so we don't, what what will happen when they do change? <laughs> right, like they're only going to change under our yes. control. Like we're in control That's right. of their change and heaven forbid somebody does it on their own. <laughs> and this really, exactly. I think, is a perfect um, follow-up to the episode we did last week on forgiveness. So much of this still goes back to um, this idea that we can't forgive things that people did forever ago. And I think, again, social media, that darn Twitter is really um, making it hard for people to change because sometimes our views were written out and accessible for everybody to see from 10 years mm. ago. And that has never really happened before unless you had written a book. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So all yeah. of a sudden somebody can dig up something that you said 10 years ago and go, well, mm -hmm. there, it's right there in writing. Um, one of my favorite quotes was actually by Muhammad Ali. And he said, a man who views the world the same way at 50 as he did at 20 has wasted 30 years of his life. Wow. Yeah. So the expectation is that you do change, you will change. And the outlier is when people don't. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that it's really important to change. Um, I've talked many, many times on our podcast before about how pride is my, quote, root sin. You know, we talk in the Catholic Church about trying to identify what our root sin is. And I think there's only three of them. And then all of our little sins stem from that. And I've been working for years to grow in humility. And this Kardashian mm -hmm. post was a kick in my prideful pants. Um, <laughs> let, let me just walk you through it. So here's what happened. I saw the yes. post. Okay. Uh -huh. I saw the post. Uh -huh. And then I was thinking a bunch of negative and judgmental things about Kim Kardashian. And then I kept my mouth shut about it because hashtag Christian and hashtag judge not. <laughs> and then yes. I saw everyone else commenting and saying the very things that I had said in my own heart and in my own head. And then I realized I was a hashtag hypocrite. <laughs> oh, so wow. I'm like, look at them. And I'm saying all those things that you and I had said kind of on our little disclaimer at the beginning about them. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to be the bigger person here and not comment those things. And I walked away like, look at how Christian you are. And then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. So wrong. <laughs> all of that is so wrong. And God just right. loves to swoop in then and give us really, really large doses of humility <laughs> when, our, right. when our pride rears its ugly head. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? That's so funny because it's the the same couple, different person of the couple. When I first heard about Kanye West's um, Sunday services, yes, 
Uh, have you heard about yes, these? Yes, I have. Uh, that he's his Sunday services. And I was like, what are these yeah. things? Like, <laughs> is this, and I actually kind of thought too, like, is this a publicity stunt? Like, it's obviously musically based yeah. because he is a rapper and he's in the music industry. Like, is this promo for an upcoming album right, that right. he has coming out? Or is he on like whatever? tour now or something? Right. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know what to make of this. And I was like, oh, he says it's a conversion, but how sincere is it? And then I thought the same thing as you. I'm like, who am I to judge whether or not, you know, he's sincerely coming at this from a place of faith. And then you sent me, um, when Kim was talking on The View about Kanye's Sunday services. And I was like, wow, to hear her speak so sincerely and Mm. genuinely about his change. I was like, wow, that is truly um, a kick in my, what did you call it? Prideful, my prideful pants. pants? Yeah. (laughs) Our pride pants. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just to, just to, um, remind myself like here I sit on the other side of the computer screen or the phone screen uh, dictating judgment on people I don't even know when Kim was on the view and it's so funny that we're referencing the view again um only watched ever in a 23 second clip on like social media right yes um but she proudly said his holy name you know she said the name Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and I'm like Wow. Mm, as if I just got kicked in the humility pants. <laughs> yeah. As if I just got this big <laughs> humility bomb dropped on me. And about the fact that you and I've talked many times before about sometimes how nervous we are about talking too much about Jesus on the podcast. And, and then, and then mm. here she is saying this. And I'm like, how did Kim Kardashian just become a better Christian than me? I mean, I've been on this journey for 10 years. And then it's like, that's exactly what's wrong with with me. That's exactly what's wrong Mm -hmm. with me. And so many of the Christian commenters in the boxes is this idea that a, we don't know where she's at. We don't, we can't at all Mm -hmm. understand what her heart is doing or what her intentions are. But the lesson here is that she said the name of Jesus Christ on live, on live TV and on national television. And I'm too nervous to say it to some of the people I'm absolutely closest with. And that should be a wake up call. Hmm. Yeah. And in other um, moments as well, recently, they just aired a, um, another clip where they were having a, a discussion about her Met Gala dress, which yes. is another road yep. that we're not going down today. We're going to so, call that the modesty minefield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I wanted to highlight, too, is that these surprising moments from the two of them lately. Mm-hmm. Right. And how... Um, how open they are to showing an honest side of marriage in general through their own personal marriage. And I loved, I thought it was refreshing to see that they feel confident and secure enough in their marriage to not only voice their own opinions. I mean, but really, can anyone really tell Kanye or Kim to keep their thoughts to themselves? (laughs) I don't know. But they felt comfortable doing that, but also secure enough to let the other person speak and complete their thoughts. They weren't like talking over each other or belittling each other. This is for cameras. Mm -hmm. um, And I thought their respect for each other in front of the cameras, at least, when they so clearly disagreed was refreshing to see in general, let alone from a celebrity couple on their show. Because I I thought, on the other hand, too, wouldn't an all-out argument have made for better ratings? Oh, yeah, that's a great point. So, like, all these these things, all these observations, I was like, wow, I'm being really um, 
surprised by this. And again, we were saying we we are not avid watchers of the show. So they're not even be, avid. Like I've, I, I don't think we've ever watched it either one of us ever once. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never seen a, no, a complete neither. episode of the show. And um, so there could be and probably is a ton of things missing from our uh, perspective on this. But from those tiny little glimpses that those were the clips and glimpses that are making it into mainstream media right, right now. I find surprising. And I shouldn't be surprised about this, but what I find disheartening and why you and I wanted to talk about this is the way that Christians, and I'm talking specifically Catholics, because again, I follow Catholic pages, were talking about this couple in the comment boxes. It was so embarrassing and so awful. And it's like, you know what? Mm. I know you're, uh, so many of our listeners might be like, oh my goodness, Lindsay, rolling their eyes. Like, do, like you really expect more from these people and this is just like we we're saying publicity and you know and I want to be like you guys have no idea who I was who I was 10 years ago 12 years ago and my story would blow your socks off and if you only knew the things I have done and so I can sit here and as a woman whose life was saved by Jesus Christ and I can see within this couple, the promise, right? The hope that comes with, mm. with following God. And um, this could be the start of something incredible. Think of her reach. Think of it. Look mm. at the number of people that follow her. And if this is getting any of them to look into Christianity a little bit more, that's more than what any of us have probably done this week, right? And so... Mm -hmm. I just really want to ask everybody, including myself, I was very open about how my own heart works through these things. And just to step back and just say, ask yourself, are people really capable of changing? And how have you changed? And how have you supported people in your life that have changed? Um, Michelle, I, when I first started reading scripture, I have to say too, so when I first started reading scripture, now I'm married to a, like a biblical scholar. He'll laugh at that, but he has his master's of divinities and he spent 14 years in university studying the Bible. So he, Jason knows what he's talking about. And I would start reading um, the Bible and he would come home from work and I'm like, this is such a good book. And he's like, what? I'm like, no, seriously. And I'm like, and I, and I know it's the word of God and all that, but I'm like, this is actually such a good book. Like I'm really loving it. And then I got to, Titus chapter three and bald. And this has been printed out and on our fridge for years. And I tell myself this every single time I am in the situation where I'm looking at people and judging them, or I'm seeing how other people are talking to them. And in Titus three, it says they are to slander no one to be peaceable, considerate, exercising all graciousness towards everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deluded, slaves to various desires and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful ourselves and hating one another. But when the kindness and generous love of God, our Savior, appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the bath of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he richly poured out on us through Jesus Christ, our Savior so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs and hope of eternal life. And I had to read that all the time. And all the time I had, I hear, for we ourselves were once foolish and disobedient, deluded, slaves to various desires. I mean, that was me. Mm -hmm. That was me 100%. 
So how mm. can I turn around and look at anybody, somebody in my real life or somebody in the media or a politician and, and think I know better because I was mm-hmm. there. So I just am pleading with everybody to really step back because again, if you knew me and there are some of you that do know me and do know my past, um, I, you know what, only, only through a miracle have I been transformed a full 180. I am proof positive that you can change. And so I have that hope now for other people that are also on this type of journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of that saying, I know my mom said it to me all the time growing up. And I know you mentioned it too, in our planning notes, that saying of there, but for the grace of mm-hmm. God, go I. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you are someone who has not walked through darkness mm-hmm. and through confusing confusion or through foolish decisions. I, I don't know who that could be because we've all done <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, like crazy, foolish things in our lives. Like uh, that should give us compassion to walk alongside. Like that's what we're called to this companionship to walk with people as they change yeah. through to the other side. And we we know, of course, we believe that people can change for good because, you know, St. Augustine, who oh, yes. also had a remarkable <laughs> conversion, yes. says, you know, and he, he says that our hearts are restless in, until they rest in God. Right. And so, like, all of us, it seems cliche to say we're all on a journey, yeah. but we really all are. Yeah. And journey implies a change of scenery, changes of circumstance, um, and, and changes of heart. And you know what? The thing is, there is a common thread among all of the world religions and spiritual philosophies, and it is this idea of bettering yourself. So like on one hand, we all desperately want to believe that change is possible for us, right? And, like just for me. Right. But on the other hand, we don't think that even the people we love the most are capable of changing their ways. Yet we all have this desire. And like I said, all of the religions of the world push this idea of bettering yourself, of growing in wisdom. So these things seem to be at odds with with themselves because we all want it, but then we all believe it can't happen. And it's not easy, right? Changing your ways, Mm. your very way of living Mm -hmm. is like the hardest thing you can do. And we often have trouble wrapping our heads around the idea that people can change for the good because honestly, those stories are hard to come by. We hear a lot, the vast majority of stories that we hear are stories about people failing and then failing again and again. Mm. I mean, this is what Schadenfreude is all about. Like, and we can all pretend like, I'm sorry, what? You don't know what Schadenfreude <laughs> is? No. What? No. <laughs> Really? Dude, should I? <laughs> should I? Yes. Maybe I know the definition, but not the name. Like I know the face, but not the name. Can yeah, you... I don't have the exact definition here because I just assumed okay. everybody knew it. No, so <laughs> it's um, it's it's gleaning pleasure from watching somebody else fail, so that um, it's a very very common human behavior, and so we can say, okay. oh, surely not me, right? But mm-hmm. at most of us, at some point, with certain people that maybe bullied us in high school or whatever, we get a little smug satisfaction out of seeing them return to their own ways. This happens a lot when people lose a lot of weight and we've struggled with our weight and then we look at them and then they start to gain it back. And we're like, yep, there they go. Of course, we knew they gained mm-hmm. that back. Or um, mm-hmm. if somebody goes back to their ex and you told them that they shouldn't, that sort of thing. And then we can say, yep, see, people don't change. But we, at the same time, desperately want to believe that we can change. 
wow, what a conflict <laughs> interiorly, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. please extend grace to me. <laughs> but um, perhaps, perhaps we're so afraid of not receiving that grace from other people right. that we don't have it in us to extend the grace to other people as well. Like we only have enough grace to extend to one person. Mm-hmm. And we were afraid we won't get it from anyone else. (laughs) And this is where I firmly believe, because of my own experiences, that this is between you and God. This is a God thing. Mm -hmm. This can't be about Mm -hmm. everybody else because he is the only one that can truly help you through that and give you the grace to change. It has to be oftentimes miraculous beyond our own doing. The way my life was transformed is not by my own hands. Like there's no way I could, I tried. Let me just tell you, I tried many times to change my life on my own and it was not mm-hmm. going well. I love when atheists, and I used to be an atheist, so I can say this, are like, oh, Christianity is just a crutch. I'm like, heck yeah, it is. And give me all the crutches. Like I yeah. tried to walk on my own and I failed miserably. So give me the biggest crutch there is. And it's in the shape of a cross, people. So I am leaning on that crutch. Wow. But um, yeah, it, it did take a long time coming from like my liberal feminist atheist background to get to this point of wanting to make these changes and I had to be ready and willing but it was letting God in and letting him ultimately change me wow that is so powerful the cross is a crutch yeah oh my goodness I love that I I don't even know where to go from that because I'm (laughs) stuck on that point um but if we so let's say we want to change our ways and support someone going through a change It's hard to know when when to step in, when to offer our help, when to give them space. As someone who did maybe go through such a huge change, what yeah. was the best thing that you received from someone else in the support? Gosh, there was two things. Um, I didn't do well when people coddled me and went along with my bad and risky behaviors, which was 99% mm. of the people in my life. They didn't want to lose friendship. They didn't want to stand up for something. And I had one friend, one friend who said, I'm not standing by you as you behave like this and I'm going to walk away. That person is the only voice that stayed in my head. And so you're Mm. not benefiting anybody who wants to change by enabling them. And I think that we know that, but it's actually very, very hard and courageous to have to walk away from somebody um, at the same time. Now, Mm -hmm. another thing you can do is you have to realize that it's not your decision. It's just not your decision. If somebody's going to make changes in their life, whether they're going to baptize their kids in the Armenian church um, or any of the smaller things, it's not our decision. And that it's important to be there to listen to them and just listen, just listen to them. Again, that doesn't mean enabling or supporting what they're doing that if it's wrong and if it's dangerous to them spiritually, physically, financially, you know, you have to really gauge each situation, but be there to listen. And another thing is consider joining them in the changes. So when we try to be better people, uh, it's often a benefit to everybody, right? The friend who's trying Mm -hmm. to lose 10 pounds, well, we can all eat a little healthier, whether we have weight to lose or not. Or if somebody's trying to stick to a strict budget and you're like, no, come see this movie, come out for dinner with us, come do all these things. Like, you know what, it's just going to benefit you as well to save that money and not go out and do something. So consider joining them and whatever it is they're trying to do to better themselves. And also remember to be a good example within your family, within your community, be the one that people look to and say, okay, she's proof positive. She is the evidence that I can change. Um, 
when I lost the 50 pounds, I didn't realize how many people were following my photos and my journey because a lot of people don't reach out and talk to you in the midst of stuff. It was only after that I started getting a lot of messages from people I had no idea were involved mm. and writing me going, just so you know, I've been eating the way you were talking about eating and I'm down 30 pounds or whatever. Thank you so much for being oh. so honest about your journey. And you and I've talked about that before. You never know who's watching you. So mm -hmm. be a good example. And lastly, avoid criticizing them. And even jokingly, when people are trying to make big changes in their lives, they are like rubbed raw. They're really, right. really sensitive, right? I'm talking about spiritual changes, physical changes, emotional changes. When you are digging deep to really look at yourself and go, okay, here's everything that's wrong. Because you can't change unless you admit what's wrong. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. <clears throat> that sucks. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so if they're in that process, they're, they're raw. And so even kind of jokingly prodding them along, which I know a lot of people do, especially in awkward situations. I'm one of those people too. Um, just be really, really sensitive about that because it can really throw somebody completely off track. If somebody says, says an inappropriate thing when they're in the middle of that process. Yeah. Those are such good tips to remember when you're supporting someone else. And even I think a lot of them you can apply to yourself too, because what is that saying? The only constant is change. <laughs> so we all better get pretty comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. With changing for the rest of our lives and stuff like that. And like you said, it's often a very difficult process. And the bigger the issue, the harder it is for us, for other people. We're all going through some level of it at various different times. And one thing that I think is really comforting, supremely comforting, is to know that the God of the universe wants us to change for the better. And so he's in our corner. And you don't get an ally more powerful than... <laughs> Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. right? And the God of the universe. And so what what we love to talk about all the time too is God is so loving and so merciful and so ready to help us. He's a gentleman, so he won't force your change. Mm -hmm. But he's waiting so eagerly to help you that he will wait for any smallest loophole or opening or crack and he's in. He's like, oh, okay, cool, let's do it. Um, and, and to have that knowledge that even if you don't know if you have the strength within you to make that change in your life, to know that there is a God who does have that strength and who is strength itself. And all it takes is an admission that you could use a little bit of help and you're off to the races. Okay, it's time for our What We're Loving This Week segment of the show. So Lindsay, what have you been loving this week? Do you remember me telling you about Escape to the Country, the British real mm -hmm. estate show? Okay, they have a newer version of Escape to the Country. Oh. <laughs> so Escape to the Country has been out forever. I, I almost want to say 20 years, but I don't know exactly. So there's a new show called Escape to the Perfect Town. And it's even more oh. beautiful and more incredible. <laughs> and so all of my English, like my Anglophilia, um, is just on overdrive. So um, they've only done a few episodes and they've uploaded them to YouTube and beautiful high definition. So you can really see the glorious English country side. And so it's it's made for like people who want to buy a new house and move out of London or the big cities, but don't quite want to go the country route. So they're finding these right. little perfect villages. And Michelle, it hurts my heart heart and I want to live there and so anyways oh. it's just it's a beautiful little show it's like the perfect if you're going to try waking up before your kids and you don't you know you kind of had your scripture time and your prayer time and you're like I just want somewhere to escape <laughs> to in these dark mornings then I highly recommend escape to the perfect town 
Hmm. I don't know about this. They're getting <laughs> suspiciously urbanized. What is is the next next series? Um, it'll be like back Escapes to the city. Back to the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the people that tried living in the country, yes. <laughs> oh. they didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like I'll I'll keep that in mind for those mornings because it does seem a huga, yes. a huga esque. Yes, situation. I was thinking about how to huga in the mornings. So maybe you and I'll have to talk about there that more because I need a huga morning because my huga night isn't cutting it. We've got that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, what have you been loving this week? So I just stumbled across a new podcast that I'm really loving called Noble Blood. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, you will be intrigued because it's everything we love. Um, I just have to read straight from the show synopsis because it's so well put. It says, quote, Noble Blood explores the stories of some of history's most fascinating royals, the tyrants and the tragic, the murderers and the murdered, and everyone in between. The world is full of ill-fated love affairs, bad decisions, and family drama, but for a monarch, the personal will determine the fate of nations. And when you're wearing a crown, mistakes tend to mean blood, end quote. I mean, how can you not with a description like that? I'm literally looking Um, it up right now as you're talking. (laughs) I know. It's so good. It's only about 30 minutes per episode, which is great. I like that it's specific, so it's one event in one person's life, because sometimes history can be so broad that it's hard to focus. Um, So this feels more like storytelling than just reciting facts. And of course, like I said, it combines so many of the things we love, history, murder, and in October, it's just enough of a creep factor to really satisfy. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. And if you want to get in touch and chat with us about our topic today, you can find us on our website, www.themodernlady1950.wordpress.com or leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram at The Modern Lady Podcast. I'm Michelle Sachs, and you can find me on Instagram at mmsachs. And I'm Lindsay Murray, and you can find me on Instagram at lindsayhomemaker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will see you next time.